You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 121 of Take A Bow. Y'all, we have an exciting episode for you this week because I have a little guest co-host this week. Come on in, Martine. What do you talk to me? What's going on? <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Martina Cunha from Backstage Talk Podcast here with Eli. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, I'm my really God. I'm so excited. This is so good. He He's repping his little Take a Bow merch for those of you uh, who are going to watch this on video. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I'm like honored. I was like, wow, look at you coming prepared. But no, this is so exciting. I've never done one of these before. And I I, I just needed to bring on my Broadway Podcast Network buddy uh, who has his own podcast, as he mentioned, called Backstage Talk. And we're going to get into what that's all about in, in a little bit. But first, we always got to start off with some Broadway news, mm-hmm. shall we? Yeah. Shall we do shall it? We? Let's do it. Bring Let's it on. Let's do it. Okay. Well, I think we have to start off with Phantom of the Opera. I mean, that's probably been the biggest story of the week. Phantom of the Opera is officially closing. I I truly can't believe it. It's the longest ever in history running Broadway show, which is just like crazy. And like, I don't know Broadway. A lot of us don't know Broadway without Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this is kind of a big deal. What are your thoughts on it? Do you like, are you a Phantom fan? Because I'm kind of iffy on Phantom. Like, what are your thoughts and feelings about it closing? I have to confess that I never saw the production on Broadway. Um, I've never seen it on Broadway either. You you have to go. Like, you that have the chance to go, you need to go. But I remember that I think that was my dad's first Broadway show ever. And he was like, it was so dark. And I almost fell asleep. No, he he didn't fall asleep. He had a fever that night. And this Uh... was like in the early 2000s, probably late 90s early 2000s um but anyway he was like it was so dark and i had so much fever that i barely understood a thing but he recalls the boat and the masquerade like dance sequence and that was all for him and funny story when i was in fifth grade my english teacher was obsessed with the phantom of the opera so we saw the film version with Gerard Butler, I think it is. Um, I could tell you. <laughs> yeah, she had the DVD. Uh, but but that's how I got introduced to Phantom. Uh, yeah. And I know that a lot of people are really heartbroken about this production. Closing. Oh, my God. 
Like, I'm not even, like, a huge Phantom fan. And, I like, I've seen the movie. I've seen the tour. I saw it in Pittsburgh uh, at the Pittsburgh CLO uh, when it was on tour and everything. But I never saw it on Broadway. And, honestly, I think what happened was, like, I saw it too young. I saw it when I was, like, six years old. And I think it just all went over my head. And I don't I don't know. Maybe the opera isn't it for a six-year-old. Maybe he, they, he didn't want to, like, sit through that. So I, you're right. I, I probably should see it before it closes. Um, I, I'm not even, a, as I was saying before, I'm not even, like, the biggest fan of Phantom. But, like, I still felt like the... Like when that's gone, it's kind of going to be like a missing piece of Broadway Mm -hmm. with just how historical it is. Um, And it's going to be weird walking through Times Square without seeing like a Famine of the Opera poster. So I I feel what the industry is feeling um, as someone in the industry and what the fans are feeling. Maybe not to the level of extent, but I do feel it and I do see it and I hear it and I understand it. But I'm definitely want to see it because I have to. I have to. It's one of the most wonderful shows. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. It's, so much- it's a landscape. Exactly. By the way, because this came this came up into my head while you were saying for those of you who can't see it, why don't you tell everyone where you're coming from today? Well, I am still in my hometown, Bogota, Colombia, all the way yeah. down in South America incredible so that is why he probably won't be able to catch phantom before it closes for those of you who don't know that phantom is closing on february 23rd of 2023 and i'm hearing actually that another andrew lloyd weber show is actually going to be replacing phantom and that's his new show cinderella and uh it sounds like those people at the majestics just have like a great relationship with andrew lloyd weber and they were like okay it's time to move on from phantom but we would love to have another one of your shows do do you know something it would be so fun if love never dies goes to the majestic and it stays there for like another 35 years instead of Cinderella. You think? It would be funny. (laughs) It would be funny. It would be funny. I don't know if that'll ever happen. Like I honestly, I can't name you a show that's going to ever beat that record. I mean, maybe Hamilton, but like, I don't know. Like I I don't see, I don't see it. You know, I don't know. It has to be like another iconic piece of musical theater. I agree. And interestingly enough, I actually think, like, with all the buzz and everything, Into the Woods has, like, a potential of doing it, but I don't think the producers are willing to do it for that long. It's kind of like a short-term thing for them. But I, I, I love Andrew Lloyd Webber, and I love Stephen Sondheim, mm. but, and I, I may get a lot of messages after I say this, but what happens to me is they their style is so unique that you really have to be a diehard fan of musical theater of Lloyd Webber or Sondheim, like independently, yeah, to go through their shows. Like, Agreed. yes, I love Company. I love Sunday in the Park with George. I love Assassins. Um, mm-hmm. I love Phantom. I love like what they've done, right? But their musical style is so dense. Yep. That you really need to be a fan to go into it. That's why I think that lately, kind of jukebox musicals have been more favored by people. And the same thing happens with Hamilton, because it's hip-hop, rap, uh, kind of poppy music that you really need to first understand English really well. Right. And second, 
really love the musical style of these shows. So mm. that's why I think that maybe Moulin Rouge will run a little bit longer. Uh, that's why bio musicals are doing that well. Yeah. And for example, MJ. MJ was a hit. Tina was a hit. Donna Summer was a hit. So it's like, it, it's not only music that people already know, mm. but also they are more familiar with it because as you said, you as a six-year-old kid didn't want to be in an opera, even right. if it was musical theater, right? right. Um, so, so I think that the, the golden age of musical theater plus Lloyd Webber plus Sondheim are specifically for diehard fans. Mm-hmm. Sorry for that. A hot take on that. <laughs> I honestly, I actually agree with you. I actually don't think that that's a hot take. It's interesting to see how these audiences on Broadway have changed just mm-hmm. in, within like the past five years, 10, five, 10 years, to be honest. Yes. Like, it, it seems like you think of Broadway and you think of like all of these original, you, you go to these new, you go to the theater to see a new story and you mm-hmm. just try to get lost in a story where now it's kind of like Broadway's turning into Vegas in a way where it's just like, <laughs> yes. you know, like it's just a show. Like let's put on a show. Let's put on something that everybody can like enjoy and like already knows and not have to think that much and honestly like that has a lot to do with like social media because i just feel like these these younger like generation of audience members i guess don't want to be like challenged when they when they go watch uh something you know like they don't want to have to think about um the double meanings or the 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 underlying messages of musicals and everything like that which makes those golden age musicals so beautiful even though it's just like a simple love story in a way um and i don't think i think we're moving on past that so that's very sad to hear Let's move on because we we could literally talk about this forever. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to to say Happy Trails to another iconic show on Broadway, yeah. and that's Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan yes. Hansen closed this Sunday on Broadway. I mentioned it last week, but I just it, it deserves a double mention because it's just so good. And honestly, in a way, like I don't think it gets enough credit that in a way it was like a revolutionary piece for musical theater and Broadway history. Um, I know you, you loved the show. Do you want to touch on what it means to you and how you feel about it closing? I have to confess that it was on, was kind of still is on my top five favorite list. Mm. Um, I do think that a couple of things need a rewrite on the show. I agree. But what it brought me to this specific piece was the music. And I know that we've both talked to uh, Matteo, Matteo Liscano, who was an understudy, an amazing performer. Um, And right now, I do think that this piece was meant to be for young millennials and Gen Zers. And it showcased the power of social media and how... We, we're all craving a sense of belonging, which, mm. funny enough, uh, is one trait of the millennial generation. So I think that that was needed. And just, I, I think that their take on mental health yes. may be a bit mushy, but they did it. And it's very valuable that they did it. And it, it really, a, a thought that comes to me is next to normal. They yeah. touched on mental health Mm. deeply and they did it in a beautiful way 
Does it need a couple of rewrites too? Yes. But same happens with Dear Evan Hansen. And yeah. I think it was a landmark for our generation. Yes. And interestingly enough, like, okay, for any show to talk about mental health and to just have a story surrounding mental health, it's a very sensitive topic and you mm -hmm. have to do it a right way. And yes. when it's a show like Dear Evan Hansen and Next to Normal, you know, times change so fast, especially within the last five years of mental health, that things that were appropriate back then, that they get outdated. And honestly, mm -hmm. I actually mentioned it this last week. I actually saw Dear Evan Hansen last week, and they actually had a couple rewrites. because oh, that's great. Yeah, like they they were not willing to say certain things that may be triggering to to audience members or offensive in in any way like anything like that so you're so right about the rewrites and i think that they they recognize that and they made those changes mid-run which is very um rare for shows um so we love jervin hansen for doing that mm -hmm. and uh, like you said just talking about mental health on broadway is just huge because it's, it's something that's not that doesn't happen much and i think that uh this next wave of theater they're going to be willing to challenge views that, a little bit, yes. whether it's whether it is mental health or whether it is racial and sexual and all of mm -hmm. that, all of those views, not sexual, but like sexuality views. <laughs> so yeah, like I, I, I think that in a way, it's changing a lot of things in, in a way, it's kind of leading the way. And sure, there are, there may be a couple hiccups, I guess, here and there. But uh, it, they needed to be, someone needed to do it. You know, someone really needed to, to lay the blueprint and uh, to, to make it happen to, for the future of, of Broadway. And I'm a huge Pazic and Paul stan. I've worked for them many times. And so I'm just so excited for what is next for them and what they have coming to Broadway because they have some really exciting things in the work and I cannot wait to see it. So, yeah. That's exciting. Yes, they I, yeah. they, they're going to be on Broadway for a long time. Like they I could absolutely see them being like one of the next like top duos. I mean, I think they already are, if you ask me. But yeah. I, I mean, The Greatest Showman and, and Dear Van Hansen, I think it's it, they're both brilliant. And they've done so much more dogfight, yeah. all of that. OK, so that being said, with one show closing, that obviously means that it leads the way for new works and new works have opened just recently and played their first performance this week. So huge congratulations to everyone involved in Leopold stat and the piano lesson. I am so excited for both of these shows. Both of those are plays, by the way, I feel like there are a lot of plays this year. I just feel like there's a lot of new art in general. So both plays and musicals, there's so much coming to Broadway and I'm so excited for this season. Um, Martine, just out of curiosity, are you, I mean, are you excited for either one of these shows or do you have a favorite, a show that you're looking forward to most in this upcoming season? I do not have much information of these two shows that you mentioned rather mm -hmm. than the piano lesson having an amazing cast. Yes. Oh my God. Which is going to be Honestly, incredible. both of them have amazing casts. Like Leopoldstadt has like 23 Broadway debuts, I believe. And leading the way is like Brandon Uranowitz, Anthony Rosenthal, Kat Casey Levi or Cassie Levy. Um, like they have like their stars and then there's like a bunch of Broadway debuts. So very exciting. Anyways, didn't mean to interrupt. Go for it. No, 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 not at all. I love Broadway debuts, mm -hmm. but specifically for this season, I am excited for obviously musicals um, with... Yeah. Almost Famous. 
Yes. Kimberly Akimbo. Oh my God. Kate Block, and Juliet and one fifth. So like and everyone. Sing Street. Oh yeah, that's a good <laughs> yes. one too. So like yes. every musical that's gonna be be coming this year. I actually I was like when Angelia set a date for Broadway. Mm. I was like, oh my god, I cannot go a third time to New York during 2022, <laughs> but maybe I will. But my wallet Please. was like, don't you dare! But I was like, but Angelia. <laughs> so yes. I'm, I'm just like hoping. I have, I know for sure that I have to go back next year in May. Yes. Um, and then we, we, we'll probably go back for Broadway Card in July. So yes. um, I know that we, I'll have to go next year at least twice again. But I'm just hoping that all of these shows keep open until May when I'm there. Because my wallet is going to hate me, but I'm <laughs> seeing them. I'm seeing them. I really want to see them. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited for Kimberly Akimbo to come to Broadway. I actually think Take a Bow is going to be doing a lot of content with them in the cast. Um, I have a bunch of friends in the show, and so I saw it at the Atlantic Theatre Company, and it was literally just so good. I'm so excited for more people to to see that show, and I'm with you. I'm excited for Anne-Juliette. I'm not usually excited for, like, jukebox musicals, but uh, they have some... I know, I know. Don't what? judge... <laughs> I know. I, I'm not really into them, but like, I I don't know. I like. The, have you heard to that London cast recording? I it's actually haven't. Bob after Bob after Bob. Bob. Well, <laughs> of course. I mean, there's songs that are already like made. They're not going to choose bad ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I saw their like little performance on America's Got Talent. Um, mm-hmm. That was cute. They did like roar. Super cute. But uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that cast. And I'm excited for 1776. I think that that's going to be so fun and has some take about family members in there. So uh, we love that. We always love that when they come to Broadway. Okay. So yeah, congratulations again to Leopoldstadt and the Piano Lesson for making their first performance here on Broadway. And they open up just next month. So very exciting stuff. And now we're going to be talking about Leah Michelle in Funny Girl because <laughs> there's so much happening. Um, Leah Michelle is returning to Funny Girl this week on Tuesday, September 20th, when we are recording. How about that? It's her first show back from COVID. And funny enough, I don't know if you know this, but I actually saw her last performance of having COVID. Which uh, was almost, like, basically her opening night. <laughs> yeah, facts. Because she literally did, like, three performances, I believe, and then got COVID. And that also means that, like, she was performing uh, at the show that I was, probably with COVID. So we love that. But that's okay. Um, that's not, like, I don't know. That's It's a hard thing right now with the yeah. whole, like, COVID issues on Broadway and testing and all of that. So I don't blame her or anything like that. But... A lot of people do blame her for a lot of things, and uh, social media is having some craziness. It's it's savage. It's savage, but she has been clapping back. Yes, which is funnier. Like, her TikTok, like, her coming to TikTok, and, like, the last video I saw was her calling Jonathan Groff so he could read her messages. I was like, I mean... I don't, that know was who, I don't know who her publicist is I, or who is managing her social media or if she even has a social media consultant or whatever oh, sure regarding marketing, but they are 
they, they're doing their job. <laughs> yeah, they brilliant. I mean, yes. these are these videos are literally getting over five million views. Like yes. they are blowing up. Everyone, literally 90% of you people who are listening to this right now know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. um, it's it's kind of iconic, but a lot of this Broadway uh, stuff, I've mentioned it here before that TikTok, theater TikTok has kind of been on my nerves. And I've never mentioned the person who's on my nerves because I didn't want to give him the time of day or like the publicity. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to come out and say it. This sweaty Oracle guy, everyone in the industry despises this man right now literally despises this man because he's literally creating rumors uh around broadway i mean he he is dropping and breaking broadway news which is kind of cool um and some of his stuff is is accurate but some of it is so problematic yes um do you follow this guy with kizik hands free shoes motion sounds something like this Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't follow him, but I do. I do see his videos all the time, and I'm glad that I do because I want to know what's going on. Um, but some of these things, I'm just like, this guy's got issues. And lately, it's been uh, surrounding the Funny Girl cast. A because he's not excited that Leah Michelle's in the show, so he's literally tearing the Funny Girl cast against each other like they're yeah. ripping them apart thankfully i i have a few friends in funny girls and they completely disregard everything he says mm-hmm. they're not actually like affecting anything but he is targeting leah michelle and he is targeting amber Ardolino, who has a huge uh following on social media as a broadway performer she plays vera in funny girl right now and uh i've actually been texting close friends of amber this week and been like is she okay like I, like i feel for her because she's getting attacked and i mean this, the things that she's getting attacked for is like playing roles that is not her background and mm-hmm. all of that and like i fully understand that but that's like an industry issue like that's not her fault that she's like trying to pay rent and I don't know what your thoughts are on that. It could be it could be very poorly coming from me. Um, it could mean nothing coming from me um, as like a white man. But like I don't know. Like I that's that's my thought about it. And I think that the industry has had a long, long, long history of misrepresentation. And it's yeah, it's not cute. It's kind of the industry's fault. So if anybody hate the producers, hate the industry, don't hate them. Not the performer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you and agree with that? At, at, a, at a certain point, because 
when it comes to like something really specific, I mean, what is the problem with performers performing, right? right? Because actors, we are trained to be in another fictional character's shoes for a certain period of time while we are performing. But also, I do agree in the conversation about representation and visibility, mm. which has been this whole huge thing, not only for Broadway, but for me lately, that, of course, it's better to have a background that is similar to the, to the, to the character, but 100%. we are trained to get into their shoes. Like, I've played straight white men. And right. neither straight, neither white, only men, <laughs> right? right? So, I, I mean, it was Gomez Adams. And that's an and, actor. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And the w what I could do is bridge the space between that character and myself through my experience. Mm. That, of course, if I was a straight white male, it would have been another story playing that character. But right. it wasn't, and that's why I, I made it my own version of the character, right? Mm. So, so yeah, I just think that the performers usually get hate because they are the face of things, right? But the the, the conversation should be going deeper, way exactly. deeper, all the way to the director, the producer, the the people that are in casting. Yep. But as you said, performers are just trying to pay rent. Right. Like any of us. The other thing is, too, is that oftentimes, and and for the particular um, show that she was getting kind of criticized for was playing, well, was actually understudying Satine in Moulin Rouge mm -hmm. because she is like, I, I don't know if she, like, I don't actually know what her background is, but they're saying like she's Italian playing like a Puerto Rican role and fully understand that and like totally am all for like, I think that people who should be representing themselves the right way and representing the story the right way. But that kind of starts with the producers. That kind of starts with the casting directors. Like why call in a white person for a Puerto Rican role in a Puerto Rican story? You know, like that's not a thing. And I, sure, the actors have the ability to be like, no, I'm not going to play this role and or I'm not going to go into the room because I, I would be misrepresenting this character mm -hmm. in this story and doing this story on justice um they absolutely have that that right but when it comes to being an understudy oftentimes you're casted as an ensemble member in her case she was casted as a swing all for all we know because it happens all the time as someone who's been on broadway and been in the rehearsal room when rehearsals start that's when they decide who the understudies mm -hmm. are you've already signed a contract You've already signed your rights away. So it's a it's a tough conversation to have. And, and it, it, there's so much that goes into it. And like you said, it goes so deep that uh, people don't always understand that. But I am all for, I think that we need more uh, representation on Broadway. Uh, we need to hear from more Puerto Rican stories. We need to hear more Black stories. We need to hear BIPOC and everyone, like disabilities. Like we need more, I mean, Ali Stroker, I'm a huge fan of Ali Stroker. Yes. Why hasn't she been on Broadway for the past like five years? Because like I want more from her. Like there, there are people who can play these roles, you know? It's just a matter of going and finding them mm -hmm. and, and taking the time to bring them in and be willing because 
they're just like any other performer trying to pay rent. Let's give them a job and let's give them an opportunity to shine, you know? So since on the Oklahoma tour, mm. that it was like, yes, thank God. Thank God this cast in. Uh, Or a lot of the newcomers uh, or Latin, Latin, Latino performers that are going on Broadway right now. It's like Mm. they're making their debuts, but they are being, or they've been on Broadway before, but they are making their voices heard as, hey, I'm Latin. Um, You cannot take that away, even if I am playing the white character. Yep. Right? So... Absolutely. It's a conversation that it's growing and thank God it's growing. Thank God it's growing. And here's the thing too about the disability representation on Broadway, the disabled representation on Broadway. There is nothing in most shows that say a certain character has to be abled or disabled. Mm -hmm. You know, there are shows that like it is specific, but like why couldn't a disabled performer go out there and play like Jared and Dear Evan Hansen mm-hmm. or, or even Evan Hansen for that matter. Like what, like what is stopping people from looking into that, you know? So there, there are so many opportunities to get more representation on Broadway and it's not like, Oh, write a story for them. It's more just like, look at them as a human and as a person, because mm-hmm. they have a story to tell too, yes. you know? Absolutely. So Yeah. That's that's that. I could rant about this all day. And this sweaty oracle has been it's uh, this guy has been on my nerves. But uh, I've mentioned it a lot, and it it's happening. Like you look on Playbill in Broadway world, it's like, oh, uh, rumor mill. Um, this is rumored to come to Broadway, and it's from this freaking guy. Like, don't be dropping things unless it's like true. You know, like who is this guy? Like, what gives him the authority to be getting a Playbill article? Rolling Stones freaking wrote an Mm -hmm. article on this guy and dropping Amber Ardolino is being misrepresenting Broadway and everything. Like, stuff's crazy, man. It's it's a mess. And it's because this guy is starting a bunch of rumors on Broadway. And uh, that's just not how Broadway's done, you know? Broadway's, the whole industry itself is a lot classier than that. And, Mm -hmm. um you know, people like the element of surprise where it's just like all of a sudden something breaks and it's like, oh my God, you know, they don't like this whole, oh, allegedly, even Obozada is going to be in Spring Awakening. And it's like, what? Like, <laughs> like I could do that too. Like I could say I'm about to be in Spring Awakening. Oh, sorry. It didn't happen to be true. It was just alleged. Like what? I don't know. Anyways, this guy's just trying to get views, and he's on my nerves, and uh, sorry for my rant. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS Broadway Flea Market is this weekend. It's actually this Sunday, and it's going to be in Schubert Alley, so stop by. You can meet me. You can meet some BPN family members. Um, Martine, we will miss you deeply. I know. Seriously, I have a lot of friends who are going to be there, and it's just like... I'm gonna miss you, but I know. but I don't know. Maybe next year or the yeah. next one. No, we're gonna do <laughs> we're gonna do something soon. We're gonna do some like in person stuff, and it's gonna be so fun. Uh, but for those of you who are in the city and are um, 
planning on coming to the Broadway flea market. I can't wait to see you there. And I hope that uh, I'll be in my take about merch. So you all can find me, uh, stop by, say hi, we can make some videos together, do whatever. Cause we're going to make now that we have a YouTube channel, make sure everybody is subscribed by the way, Martine, are you subscribed? Obviously, okay. Yo, I'm, I'm wearing your merch. <laughs> period. period. Um, honestly, you're wearing like better merch than me. So like, go off. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're gonna be at the Broadway flea market. So come say hi. Now that we have YouTube, we're gonna be doing a lot of video content and just walking up to strangers and talking to them about the Broadway and the flea market. So it's gonna be super fun. So come say hi. Moving on into the woods is. So excited for this. I know that we had kind of talked about uh, Sondheim and everything. Into the Woods is releasing a cast album, and that's going to be released on, uh-oh, Miss Feelings, Mixed Feelings, Mixed Feelings. No, not at oh. all. I'm so excited for that cast. Like, oh, I thought you like so you were excited. like, eh, no, I don't know. No, 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 not at all. Okay, good. Because they're coming out with a uh, cast album on September 30th, and it's going to be with the original cast, mm -hmm. not at City Center, but the uh, revival cast that opened it on Broadway. Um, so Neil Patrick Harris and those folks will not be in it, but like Sarah Bareilles, Philippa Sue, Julia Lester, like all of those fantastic people will be in it. Uh, thoughts on this, Martine? I, I need it right I need now. It. I mean, I'm with the you. two. The two cast recordings that I need, need in my life right now are this cast recording from Into the Woods and off Broadway's Between the Lines. Oh, they, yes. Well, that's coming too. That. Yes, it's coming soon. They already took the EP off, like the old version of the cast recording from platforms, mm -hmm. um, which I'm sad because I, I really listened to that a lot. Uh, but we're going to get that cast recording. So I'm just like expecting it. Yeah. The both of them. Like, no, I'm them. so excited. This show and, and honestly, like for those of you who weren't able to like see into the woods with that cast, I am like, I genuinely am sorry because <laughs> like it was, it was ridiculous. Like it was yeah. one of the best pieces of theater I've ever seen. Like having that cast just like collaborate. They could have literally stood on stage and just like said hi. Like, and I would have been like, oh my God. Like, you know. Like, <laughs> it would have been enough. Yes. Yeah, it would have been enough. So the fact that like there was like a whole show and it was a Sondheim show, you know, it's just amazing. And I'm so excited that this is going to be on, you know, all the things, Spotify, Apple Music, and just you will have an album so that you can listen to it and really feel, kind of get that sense of what was so special about it. Their voices are just ridiculous. The talent on that stage, it's its stupid. It's literally stupid how good yeah. it is. Now we only need a pro it. shot. Oh my God, I would love to get a pro shot. I want to, I still want a waitress pro shot. Um, and but I we're think, gonna get it, right? I At think we point. are gonna get it, but <laughs> like, I'm obsessed with waitress. I feel like that needed to live on forever. Yes, it's um, so good. Okay, moving on. James Earl <laughs> Jones Theater was unveiled this week. For those of you who don't know, the Court Theater was renamed the James Earl Jones Theater, and that's on West 48th Street. I'm so excited about that. More of that, please. Like more representation oh. across the theaters. Just just the fact that, like, I mean, the court theater, I don't know. It's like some of these Broadway theaters, I don't understand the name. Like, the Majestic, I don't understand that name. It's kind of just like, oh, it's a Majestic show that you're about to watch. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Like, pay some homage to, like, the the people that paved the way, you know? Yes. 
so that that's my little rant about that. And the first show that will be in the James Earl Jones Theater, like officially after the rename, is going to be Ohio State Murders, starring oh. Audra McDonald. So the one and only amazing queen star of the universe. <laughs> literally audra <laughs> mcdonald is a legend she'll probably get her like seventh tony nomination for that show it's uh-huh. ridiculous yeah yeah literally it's so cool did you see like those videos there were like so many people there for like that unveiling like they made a whole event out of it yeah and i saw that they were giving out like this zippy cups with uh james Earl jones face on it oh and my god playbill. and i was like i want that playbill I want oh. it. <laughs> like, okay, I don't, I don't I'm care about what is inside. I just want the cover of that pack. <laughs> Literally, I'm all for that. I love those little sippy cups and those playbills. I have a whole binder of playbills and like a whole collection of sippy cups. So that's awesome. I didn't realize they did that, but yeah. super And fun. a cool idea for the general management on that theater, we have enough voice recordings from Darth Vader, from Mufasa, from any other James Will Jones footage. We have enough to do a small recording. Like, imagine thinking, welcome to the James Will Jones. But oh, in Mufasa's oh my story, God. I would die. <laughs> I would die. <laughs> make it happen, literally. We're about to make this theater into like a museum of James Will Jones. <laughs> yes. Oh my it God. Be, it would be so fun. Could you so imagine fun. that great. though? That's so brilliant. That would be like a nice way to, like as soon as you see on the theater and the, the lights dim and like, like the intro on the Hamilton Pro Shop. Right. In which King George said, like, please turn For off sure. your phones. Yeah. Like something like that. Like, welcome. Uh, <laughs> I would I die. It. Oh my God. You have to pitch that. You have to write them a note. That's so oh, well. good. I want to shout out Kevin Chamberlain and Rachel Dratch, who is part of the Take a Bow family, who is going to be in Guys and Dolls with Jesse Mueller and James Monroe Iglehart, who is also a Take a Bow family member, <laughs> and directed by my former director, Mark Bruni. So there's a whole Take a Bow kind of like... Family reunion. Family reunion <laughs> happening at the Kennedy Center with Guys and Dolls. I'm so excited. Just wanted to to shout that out there. And I like to shout out, support the, the performers who have been on the show uh already and uh yeah just exciting stuff that show is gonna be ridiculous by the way that guys and dolls uh, i'm like actually thinking about like trying to make a trip down to see it to like dc or wherever it is that would be so cool all right that's i believe all the news that we have for this week because i mean that was a lot that was a that like (laughs) that was a lot that was a long conversation but I'm here for it. I feel like we had some really good conversations. And I think that, you know, some valuable conversations, to be honest, just talking about the representation in theater, talking about the James Earl Jones theater. Come on. <laughs> That's insane. And then just, of course, like the new theaters and everything of Broadway or the new shows coming to Broadway and all that talking about the season. I love it. Anyways, let's talk. We've done all of that. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about Martine. And we're going to wrap it up. So Martine. You are the host of Backstage Talk, the podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network. Yes, my baby. Why don't, what's that? My baby. Yes, your baby. Why don't you tell us about it, uh, about what it is, when you release, and how people can listen? So, as you just said, Backstage Talk is available on all streaming platforms, but especially on the Broadway Podcast Network, which I joined in March this year, and it's been 
amazing being part of this huge family. I release new episodes every Thursday. I am actually, this is my last week of my third season. Uh, my seasons have been 30 episodes each, and this last season, season three, has been a Latin in musical theater special showcasing Latin performers or people with Latin heritage that are working in the industry. I have, I think it's 10 Colombian people working here in Colombia, and then the, the other 20 are people in New York. Um, so I've had people from Argentina, I've had people from Venezuela, Panama, um, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Cuba, and it's just all about my Latin family on Broadway. And yeah, it started It started in early 2020, like a month before shutdown, mm. and we're having our third anniversary next year, like in Crazy. literally four or five months. So it's going to be... I'm, I'm excited about it. It's I'm so excited for you. Truly. I am I, so, so happy. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the guests that you've had on? Because you've had some amazing guests. Yes. Um, so part of the mission that I've had with the show has been showcasing those voices that are not under the spotlight. Like, mm. of course, I would love to have the big names on the show. But I've always been backstage. I've always been in the ensemble. I've, um, and I know that we are like the backbone of the shows. Period. So, yeah. So I've had guests from all over the place in every single profession in the industry. So I've had assistant directors. I've had uh, Don Chiang. She's a lighting designer. I've had Sharon Fallon. She's a producer. I've had uh, composers like Jaime Lozano or like Jason Aguirre, right? I've had writers, I've had performers from Broadway, off-Broadway, uh, understudies, and it's been just amazing listening to their stories because I mainly concentrate on how they got to Broadway, on their mm. journey all the way there, because that's that's what I'm trying to do, right? right. Uh, that's what we are all are trying to do at some point in our lives. So, so yeah, that's that's been it. And I've had a lot of fun. Episode 90, as I said, is is releasing this week with Sergio Trujillo. He Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Oh my god. Is an icon for me. He is the first Colombian performer that got to Broadway. So I'm just like mind blown that I had him on the show to talk in both English and Spanish. So, yeah. And that's a a lot of your episodes are available both in English and Spanish, correct? Yeah. Yes. Especially for this season. um, Yes. For season three. Out of 30 episodes, 23, yeah, 23 are uh, on both languages. Incredible. Truly. That's so exciting. And just to like name drop a few people, um, you've had Telly Leung on, you've had mm-hmm. JJ Neiman, you've had Mateo Liscano, some of those, well, actually all of those are Take A Bow family members. So you all know who those people are. Uh, but you've also had incredible people such as like Ilda Mason, who uh, right. you've actually had on twice. Um, yes. Yeah. And like, there's so many other people. The fact that you have Sergio coming on is like, unbelievable like i'm fangirling for you and we can both fangirl about it together that's huge he he for those of you who don't know he's an icon he is a choreographer and a director he uh choreographed and directed i know he choreographed i don't know if he directed on your feet Mm -hmm. um was it also i feel like was he tootsie no he was he in 2019 won the tony uh, I think it was for best choreography for The Temptations. The Temptations. I think, but I know that he worked in The Temptations. I was going to say, the it was something. there was something even like uh, more recent than On Your Feet. But he he's a legend. He's done like so many things. So, mm-hmm. so exciting that you get to, to talk to him and release his episode. And that's literally, that's out now. Because when you listen to this, we both drop on Thursdays. Yeah, so, so as, yeah, it's out now. Yeah, so like if you're listening to this and you're you love Martine like everybody else in the world, you should just stop what you're doing after you're list- done listening to it, or e- like even during. I don't even care. Type in backstage talk wherever you're listening to this, literally on the BPN platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, and type in backstage talk and listen to that episode because it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I'll probably be listening to it on Thursday at the same time as all of you. Uh, very exciting. I'm so excited for you. Um, Talk to me about you made history with Backstage Talk. Um, I, oh, my God. I, like, I, iconic. Yeah, Is, it are was. You still, like, reeling from it? A lot of my friends have been like, you're being really modest about it. Yeah. Because what you did was big. Yes. Like, effing big. And I was like, but I just did my thing. Like, right. I just went there and talked about what I love with two people that also love the same thing that I love, right? right? But but yeah, we we had this amazing opportunity and plug, thank you, BroadwayCon, and thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network. Without both of them, uh, we wouldn't be speaking about Broadway in Spanish, yes. uh, but that's what, we, that's what we did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were the first ever Spanish-speaking event uh, and panel at BroadwayCon, which has been going on for a couple of years now. But right now, they opened the door to more representation and more visibility of other groups that are working in the industry. So Mm -hmm. they had a panel on K-pop. And I I remember seeing on 
the roster of things. They were having discussions about AAPI, about Black people on Broadway, but mine was the opportunity to showcase Latin work. So the the episode is also recorded, so you can go back to episode something something on Backstage Talk, which would be the Live at Broadway Con. But we had this opportunity to bring back Ilda Mason, which is another huge, amazing star from Panama. Um, she worked in West Side Story with both on um, both West Sides that occurred in 2019 and 2020, the Broadway revival and the movie, um, movie with Steven Spielberg. And I brought also James Bruenger Arreguin, who is um, a director and writer that, and, and it was just amazing to yeah. speak about what we love in our native languages, uh, which is not common and it hasn't been common. So uh, it was just a great opportunity and I'm just crossing fingers that we can do it again next year, which I'm hopeful we will. Yes. We actually have some news from the Broadway Con that it's going to be at the Marriott Marquis next year. Would you say? <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Oh my God. Literally. Because yes. I thought the same thing. That setup last year was no bueno. Yeah, no, exactly. no, no exactly. good. Literally. It was just- It was my first Broadway Con, so... It was a pretty good experience, yeah. But I know that at the Marriott Marquis, it's it's gonna be even better. So yes. I just I really cannot wait. Like really cannot wait. Yeah, for sure. So everyone, keep an eye out for that. Why don't you drop your um, handles to to make sure that they can follow you? So like on Instagram and wherever you may want them to follow you. Sure. So on Instagram, you can follow the podcast at Backstage Talk Pod P O D. Um, you can also, you'll find there my personal, which is at the Martin Acuna, um, and uh, Acuna, Acuna being A-C-U-N-A. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, I am starting to use TikTok. I just do yes. like silly stuff, but I'm starting to use it because I'm not that friendly with that platform. Um, but yeah, I'm mostly on Instagram and Twitter, so you'll find me there. Twitter is like my personal diary slash Broadway thoughts slash personal diary. Um, And Instagram is going to be just everything podcast, everything Broadway. And specifically this month, everything Hispanic and Latin heritage. So yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hispanic heritage month. I I didn't even say anything about that. Yes, that's right. Oh my God. Y'all, it's been it's been a time. It's been a time lately. This yes. I'm so I'm so happy and I'm so excited with all the incredible content that you have coming out. And uh I mean you are just killing it, literally. I love listening to your episodes. I even in, in like honestly, because the live at Broadway Con is not in English. So it's only- It is actually. Oh, it is? <laughs> yes. We um like the main panel was recorded in Spanish, but after that I was like, Ilda James, do you have 20 more minutes with me? And we recorded it in the green room. Oh my Quality god. is not the best because I had just bought a mic that I didn't know how to use. But if you wanna suffer through that with me, I would love that. Oh my <laughs> god. The episode is also available. 
I didn't realize because what I did was obviously like I listened to it Broadway Con, and then of course like the, it's actually Broadway Podcast Network put it up on YouTube, yeah. and so that's in Spanish. Um, so like even that was like entertaining, and like it was just like your your energy is just so so brilliant, and what you're doing is just so so good, and and bringing those who maybe underrepresented to the spotlight you know you're really bringing them into the spotlight and uh, you are shining with them so I'm very excited that I was able to have you on today and talk to you about all things Broadway and backstage talk I'm so excited I loved it I love it thank you so much for this and um, you know how much I love you and your show and I mean since I met you this earlier this year it's like besties i know i literally like from day one i feel like i've known you like my whole life basically it's so funny (laughs) um and we have been friends for just like a couple months crazy to think about um truly is there anything else that you want to like talk about or plug or anything like with the backstage talk or the broadway industry or just like life i don't know only to say that this industry needs change yes but Change always starts small. So Mm. like my biggest takeaway this season in which I've had this Latin group of people telling their stories, like their their answers have been very similar when I asked them about what we can do to increase representation and visibility, specifically Mm. for Latin people. But this is, and this covers every minority, right? Our stories are beautiful. Our cultures specifically are beautiful. And the best way that we can do to support them is going to those small theaters. Yes, Mm -hmm. we can go to the big Broadway theaters, but once you start seeing the talent that is going on off, off, off Broadway, regional theater, and off Broadway, it's just amazing. And each time you have a playbill, or the equivalent of a playbill. Try to look for those names that, Mm. I I don't like this expression, but those names that aren't white, Mm -hmm. or those pictures that you know that they are not the traditional white American stereotype, and shout them out. Shout them out on your social media. Post a story about them. Um, Follow them, and I mean, I've gotten friends, and most of my guests, Sliding into their DMs, right? Yeah. Just being like, hey, I know you are, I don't know, a small Latin performer from the middle of South Carolina, but I am interested in your work. So do you want to come over? And that means the world to them as it mm. means the world to me. So just shout them out and show them love whenever you see a new show. Oh, I love that. It's so true. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, there you have it. I mean, I I don't know. I don't think there's a better way to end the show. So <laughs> thank you for, for saying that. And uh, everyone, check out Backstage Talk. And uh, Martin, I can't thank you enough for coming on. No, thank you. It's been an honor. And I, I've loved every single of this episode. Oh, my God. Stop it. You <laughs> definitely deserve to take a bow. Oh, always. Oh. <laughs> yes, there you go. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Take a Bow, and I will see you all next week. Bye. 
Okay, y'all, I just wanted to come on here and say another thank you to Martin Acuna for coming on this week's episode of Take a Bow With Me. It was kind of nice. Like, I knew Martin is a podcaster. He's a great podcaster. I love his podcast. Um, so it was nice to have someone like him on where, it, it, yeah, it was a guest and everything, and we could kind of talk about him. But we could also just, like, I could connect with you all a little bit more, um, which was lovely. It was kind of like a, a co-host kind of thing here this week all about like the pop culture Broadway news and everything like that and I love that kind of format just to switch things up a little bit because then we have some very exciting guests coming out such as Rachel Bay Jones Laura Bell Bundy Diane Paulus we have some incredible incredible guests coming on very soon to the podcast and y'all aren't going to want to miss it so I wanted to to come on here change things up a little bit honor him and tell let him promote his story and his podcast and tell his story once again during the Hispanic Heritage Month. So we are celebrating you, Martin, and everyone who celebrates Hispanic Heritage Month. It was wonderful to, to have him on the podcast, and I really enjoyed it. But I also wanted to come on here to say that we recorded this on Tuesday, September 20th, earlier in the day. So when we recorded, we didn't know that one of both Martin and I's favorite musicals announced that they were closing. And you probably guessed it. It was last week's episode with Dana Steingold. Beetlejuice is closing. We all kind of saw this coming. No one wanted to admit it. Um, it's just such a fun show. And if you listen to that episode with Dana, you really get to know a lot about the show and kind of enjoy the show a little bit more just in understanding how the actors feel who are in the show and how much respect they have for each other and the show itself and what they've been through. Uh, the journey of Beetlejuice has just been absolutely insane. So I, I just wanted to come on here and say like, you know, congratulations to Dana. Congratulations to Sean McManus, Elizabeth Teeter. I mean, all of those wonderful, wonderful performers really kind of had it was like kind of their breakout show, even though they've all done uh, wonderful things. And Sean, I mean, he's been on tour and everything but he made his broadway debut like so this is a big breakout thing for all of them and uh, i'm just so happy for all of them and all the opportunities that the show has given them hopefully we can have like one of them back on to talk about their journey because especially like elizabeth because when we talked to elizabeth she had just like done the first couple weeks of beetlejuice and we didn't want to announce that that was what she was doing because it was right before the pandemic and then like the pandemic hit and then it stopped and we didn't know what was going on so we kind of kept that under the radar um but now i want to talk to her about it. So hopefully we can have her back on and talk about Beetlejuice and all the things before the show closes. So anyways, huge congratulations to everyone involved in that show. Um, Alex Brayman is a legend. Uh, that role is so good for him. And uh, I also have one more piece of news that I wanted to share with you all. Because I actually think it's pretty exciting. The Music Man is dropping their cast album. I mentioned Into the Woods is dropping their cast album, but now Music Man is also dropping their cast album. That's two revivals dropping a cast album. And Music Man is going to be dropped tomorrow if you're listening to this on Thursday. Yeah, if you listen to this Thursday, September 22nd, when it comes out, the Music Man cast album will be out tomorrow september 23rd so i'm very excited for that and um i hope that you all will give it a listen because the talent on that stage i mean there's just legends i mean that cast is stacked you know like we say into the woods is stacked and everything like that and there's no doubt about it but music man is the exact same way and in a lot of ways because i mean you have 
Hugh Jackman, you have Sutton Foster, you have Jane Howdy Shell, you have all of these incredible, incredible people involved in the show, and uh, they get to all be on one cast album. It's fantastic. Jefferson Mays, Marie Mullen, all of these incredible, Philip Boykin, all of these incredible artists, and uh, we'll get to see our pals Ryan Worsing and Lance Roberts. So I'm so excited for this cast album and Sean Montgomery. Oh my God, all these people. Sorry, I was looking at the Music Man cast list just to get a little refresh. So many incredible people in this show that we'll be able to to listen to and have their voices grace our ears for a very long time to come. So exciting stuff over there with cast albums. And unfortunately, the Beetlejuice is closing. But hey, I think that we take this opportunity of the last months that we have Beetlejuice and really celebrate the run. So Go check out Beetlejuice. Go check out Phantom. All the things. Music Man's closing. So there you have it. That's this week's episode. Fully done officially. And uh, I thank you all for listening. And I hope to see you all at the Broadway Flea Market on Sunday. Very exciting. And I will be there. So come say hi. Come find me. And yeah, I'll see you there. And if I don't, I hope that you all have a great week. And thank you so much for listening. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Lauren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Take About Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.